Welcome to The Real Deal, where we get real about what it takes to succeed. Whether it's wealth, health, relationships, or finding your purpose, we talk to the masters to uncover the secrets to defying the odds and creating your own rock star legacy. I'm Doug, and after working on multiple Grammy-winning records as an author, transformational speaker, and your personal translightenment coach, I'm committed to your growth and success. And now, here's the real deal. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Before we begin, I do have to uh, honor the, the sponsor right now, which is me. So, are you feeling stressed out? Perhaps overwhelmed by trepidation, anxiety, and stress? Then go to guidedhypnotic.com and download your free guided hypnotic meditation. Bust your anxiety once and for all with your guided hypnotic meditation at guidedhypnotic.com. All right. So, <laughs> again, don't get And I didn't use a voice changer on that. That was me. Okay. <laughs> That's a, that's, a, that's a radio voice right there, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a face for it. It works out good. All right. So, are you ready for the best introduction you've had all day? Absolutely. All right. DJ Thalen comes from a, some seriously humble beginnings, being raised by a single mom and a parent. His mother was his hero. Growing up poor financially, having no dad, having some abuse, having ADHD, and hating school were just a few of the challenges he had to overcome. During, due to his athletic ability, he was the sixth pick of the San Francisco Giants in the Major League Baseball draft in 1991 and played professional baseball for six years before retiring. However, when baseball abruptly ended, Ended is when the true entrepreneur kicked in. DJ started the, his first of many companies at the age of only 28 years old. Since then, he has started multiple companies, written two best-selling books, is a public and keynote speaker, and sold over 3,000 properties, equaling over $250 million. He's the CEO of one of the top turnkey real estate investment firms in the country and has created a home flipping and wholesaling academy that has earned him the nickname, The Game Changer. DJ, what is going on? I love it, man. I love it. What's up, buddy? Good to be on with you, man. You too. So I just want to also give a little backup on how we met because I think it's instructive because yeah. one of the things that uh, I, I know we both believe in is is coaching and personal development and being sure that we're, you know, investing in ourselves. And we met with James Malinchek at one of his events at his house and uh, we just hit it off. You're an outstanding guy. I know you continue to work with James. I haven't had a whole lot of opportunities to, but we still stay in touch. But um, it's just, it's so powerful when we go to events like that, the, the, the level of people that, that we can meet. And uh, it's just amazing how we just, you know, clicked and stayed in touch ever since. And, and that is uh, so amazing. So thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. Had you, had you and Heidi on my show. Yeah. And uh, which was really, really cool. And uh, but yeah, you know, that's um, uh, yeah. It, James Mallet. Shout out to James, man. The secret millionaire, baby. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, at his house. Right. And, and I think that um, so many people, it's, um, you know, pe people that understand. Is that on your side? Yeah. It says you're calling me. I'm going to decline oh, it. Weird. Yeah. I must have accidentally hit some, <laughs> um, but you know, mentorship, man, uh, is, is huge. 
you know? Um, and it's, it's cool because when you go to stuff like that, you see you, 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 people that have never went that you wonder like, Oh, I'm not into that. Or, you know, uh, who, what kind of people are going to be It's successful people that are like, Hey, I like, I got to keep pouring into myself. I got to keep learning. I got to keep growing. Um, I've got to keep, uh, learning like little moves, like even with James, I mean, the amount that I spent with James, the, the moves that I learned, um, power words, right? Little things like words, even in script, when you're writing script, words not to use, words to use. I mean, that can be worth uh, in, in irreplaceable, you know? So I think it's just, yeah, pouring into yourself and, and always looking like, hey, man, I got to this level. How can I go to the next, uh, next level, the next stair? Always, know? always. Um, and what was cool about you is, is your, I mean, not only is just your vibe so awesome, like you're just a great guy, is, is your story is, is pretty amazing. Um, yeah. I know we touched upon it in your intro, but like share a little bit, like what, what are some of the challenges that have brought you to where you are based on what you learned from them? Because it's obviously uh, entrepreneurship and starting businesses is not necessarily the easiest thing to do. And uh, you certainly capitalized on uh, your opportunities to grow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easier than hitting a major league fastball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I think uh, like, like for me, buddy, I took a lot of things that, um, I, I, I took a lot of things that I didn't, uh, that were that I thought were like curses growing up, like oh, you know, it's like neg or negatives, right? Um, so you know, we were poor, or or you know, had some abuse, had ADD, hated school. Like, dude, back in the eighties, seventies, um, and eighties, that wasn't like it's not a good combination, anyways. Right. But it's not a good combo. And I and I share these things with people to say, hey, maybe you didn't go through the things I went through, but we've all been through some messed up stuff, you know. Right. And uh, so it's just understanding that hey, my past doesn't equal my future. Uh, and I think I took a lot of things from uh, f from baseball, not when I was playing, right? Because that's how it is, right? It's like you got a good, a great parent. It's like, oh, they'll realize someday how great I was to him, right? <laughs> but, uh, but not in the moment. And so I took a lot of things from baseball that I didn't realize at the time that really helped me um, kind of sh keep my perception on guard Mm. And under, and like, for example, um, how to deal with failure, right? I had a bat at bat. Um, well, just cause you have a bat at bat, uh, you got three more, right? So it doesn't mean that we're, we're cause it compounds, you know, this, right? Mm. So you have a bat at bat leads to an error in the field leads to another bat at bat. And pretty soon it compounds and a bat at bat could lead into a bad week and a bad month and a bad season or it can just, you can leave it at a bat at bat. So understanding, and I didn't know how to do this then when I was in the game. Um, so I look back now and go, man, that is one of the keys, right? Understanding how I can control my energy. I can control my happiness. I can control my emotions. Like the things that people, that we as people have control over, Doug, it's it, like we have control over the most important things um, which is our mindset, what we're thinking, what we're believing, um, uh, our happiness, our joy inside, right? And so many people just let, it's easy, I should say, and I, and I do it too, right? We let outside circumstances dictate how we feel 
instead of letting how we feel vibrate that vibration and that's going to dictate what happens around us and i think that's probably one of the big keys that i've learned is that um our energy and our attitude controls what happens to us not what ha- like oh i had a, I, I struck out so it pissed me off right because right. that's how that's all i knew growing up was this happened it made me mad this happened it made me feel good this happened it made me uh, happy. This happened. It made me sad. This happened. It made me pissed off. Yeah, perfect so, recipe for codependence. Oh, totally, man. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so understanding, you know, and I'm still at 49 almost, uh, well, 49 next week. Um, I'm still working through stuff. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. Probably now more than ever, you know, is realizing, man, I can do so much more. And I was, it's funny. I always tell myself like, uh, Hey, I'm just getting started. People say, Hey man, how's it going? I say, Hey, it's great. But really I'm just getting going because I always want to keep that, uh, that perception where it's like, I, I want to keep myself in check and I never, ever, ever want to feel like, um, mentally, right. Is, is why I'm talking that I've arrived at, you know, because then you just, things just, just go backwards. Well, and you say it's interesting. Uh, a good friend of mine, I don't know if you know him, Johnny Wimbry, you know, Johnny, uh-uh. Uh, I'll introduce you. Great guy. Um, he knows James. And, and uh, so it's part of that same crew. He posted today and he's a huge, like, you know, like double black diamond leader in um, uh, I boomerang and, you know, crushing it, probably doing, you know, easily six figures a month in in his team. And he, he posted today, he goes, my commitment is to take my business to the next level with only new people. I'm starting over. I'm, I'm acting as if I don't have this huge downline and I'm going to pretend that that is my baseline. I'm going to build from here. And that's similar to what you just shared, like just coming from that, hey, I'm just getting started. Like just because I've had these successes, I'm not resting on my laurels and pretending that like, you know, I've arrived. Yeah. That there's like once we hit a peak, there's a new perspective, a new level to get to. Yeah. Um, but something you share, and we, we talked about this um, the other day, is, you know, you've, you've hit rock bottom before. And yeah. it's easy for you and I and anybody to say, oh, yeah, I'll just choose happiness when you don't have all of that stuff coming in, right? So yeah. how did you, at the times when you were at your lowest, when you lost, like, basically all of your resources and everything that you had at that time, how did you pull yourself out of that and get into that? Ah, it's another at bat and not allow the, the evidence, the external evidence show like dictate how you were feeling. Yeah, man, that's a good question. Um, so I, you know, and a lot of people don't know this actually, you know, what I, I shared with you briefly the other day. So when, um, uh, I had a son unplanned, um, he, he was born, uh, and I did, you know, not having a dad, I decided, that I wanted to be there. And so I was very torn, decided to leave, you know, leave the game, take care of him, make sure he was good and figure things out, sort my mind, my mind out. Cause it was all over the place and then go back the next year. And, um, you know, I never went back, but, um, but from that, uh, you know, I, uh, tried to, you know, marry his mom, right. We got married, uh, wasn't, a, a great situation. Um, she, she and a uh, wonderful person, but had some challenges with, um, you know, battles with uh, drugs, alcohol, things like that. So, um, 
which you guys counsel people. So mm-hmm. you are familiar yeah, with it. Yeah. And so, uh, so, you know, that led down to us not being together. And then I raised them, uh, you know, his whole life with my uh, wife now who we've been together six, 16 years. Um, and so, um, but ultimately I think that when that happened, uh, when I, you know, I was with her, things went sideways. Um, it was a very tough time in life. And it ended up um, to where um, this is back in about maybe 2000, so about 20 years ago, um, lost everything. I remember uh, the, uh, at a, a Land Rover and they literally, the, re, the, the renovation people came to my office, right? And they were like, hey man, uh, we don't wanna embarrass you or anything because it was my company. Uh, and thank God I sold it and that pulled me out of it. But I was like, man, I mean, that's some humbling shit, man. Yeah. Right. When the, when the, um, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the, man. the what? The repo man. Comes repo, the repo. Yeah. yeah. The repo people, right. Came up and I was like, man, I get, had to empty it and give my key to them and, and kind of not share with people what's going on. Right. And so, um, you know, lost my house to foreclosure, moved in with my brother and, um, and really, thank god for my brother i mean he, he and i are close his name's derek a wonderful guy love him to pieces and but went to live with my brother at the time doug and he had a business and a company and they had these tickets to go see i was like valued at four thousand or whatever to go see a gentleman who's been on your show mm-hmm. um named marshall silver so i went to a turning point my first ever and that was really the first time that i was told you know outside of swallowing fire, right? And all that cool stuff. That was the first time that I, that I ever, we had an assignment, uh, I think it was after day one, to go home and, and write out your perfect day, right? So write out your perfect day. If you could live this day every day over and over, how would you live it? So went home and did that. And I think that was really the, uh, no pun intended, but that was really, you know, really, it was a turning point for me. Um, it, got, it got my mind looking forward. Um, looking towards the future, look not sunk in the past, not thinking about the past, and looking back. Um, right now, I can look back and and think and go, wow, you know, if I would have just kept thinking about the misery and thinking about um, what happened and woe is me, and you know, I had this and and I, you know, playing the victim, man, I would have never moved forward. Right. Um, I would have just kept got getting more of that, you know, bullshit in my life. So. I, uh, you know, went to that. It got me looking forward. And literally about a year later, um, half the things that I wrote on this perfect day at the time, which, you know, my vision wasn't as big as it is now, um, it actually came true. So I was, you know, from the car I had to the, to the, um, place I was living. Um, uh, and I looked up and literally I unpacked, you heard this on the secret. I literally moved from my brothers, unpacked this box and I hadn't looked at this in months, the perfect day, right? Maybe like 10 months. And I pulled this thing out and I'm like, holy shit, man. Like half the things I wrote on there, I was already living that quick, right? Manifesting, wow. yeah. you know? And, um, and so uh, that happened. Um, so that was really um, the first time I was exposed to um, like the power of the mind, the power of, of our beliefs and, and manifesting. And well, and the importance of going to those events and, you know, taking that time to totally. give yourself, invest in yourself in, 
you know, and it's easy, I guess, sometimes for people to be like, oh, you know, it's, it's the money, but really it's the time you put into it because you could have gone to the event and then not done the exercise. But yeah. you put the time into it. You, you really got the most out of it. And by the way, this isn't a commercial for Marshall. He's doing, but, you know, I, I will suggest he's doing a virtual turning point now. So, you know, let's, uh, well, we'll connect with them and, and yeah. make, do a nice testimonial because that would be, you know, I'm sure he'd uh, appreciate oh, man, it because yeah. a powerful event. Yeah, I mean, that was, and since then, not only have I done, uh, done that uh, four times, but have manifested it four times. And, um, and so, yeah, very important to, I think, you know, a lot of things in life, right? Gratitude and all this, but, but like having a vision for your life. And, and it led me, actually, it's a big part of my academy and mentorship now, Doug, where I tell people, say, hey, this is how, this is the fast track to um, manifesting is um, you have a vision board of your best version of you and all areas, physically, mentally, um, you know, financially, the car you want, the house. Yes, of course. But the relationship you want with your wife, husband, like everything on the vision board, then you write out a perfect day that aligns with the vision board, right? Mm -hmm. And then you write down a routine, a daily routine and habits that you will follow that align with who the person is on the vision board. And right. so what, what you're doing is now you're aligning your energy, your thoughts and everything that you're manifesting, but also, right, if you have that vision board and you write out a perfect day and you've got a shitty routine and smoke weed, meat, Cheetos till noon every day, and then <laughs> wonder why like life isn't, you know, moving forward. Hey, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with smoking weed and eating Cheetos, by the way, right? I'm sure a lot of successful people do. I'm just saying- well, They don't all day. All day, not all day, yeah. But if it doesn't align, right, what, like looking at that vision board and saying, who would that person hang out with? right? And making a note mm -hmm. um, and, and acting as if you're already that person, even before you're that person. And that's probably the biggest thing that I found in life is, um, is, I mean, I remember when I was talking about speaking with Grant, um, who I've become friends with Cardone before I even spoke with him, mm. you know? And so, but just, just playing this in your head on, and, and then putting the work, right? The, so the vision is great. The perfect day is great. Reading it every day is great. Um, but then having a routine that in the thoughts, right? The routine and of the action, the activity you're doing and the mental side, the thoughts that align with who would that person hang out with? Um, what, what would they listen to when they were driving down the road? What yep. would they do in the first thing in the morning? What time would they get up? What would they do at night? Right. So in literally thinking about what would that, how would that person react, behave? And, um, and then, and then really doing your best to put yourself forward in that space as if you're already there. And, and I found like, that's the, that's what I found um, has kept me going in life through, through my ups and downs and dark times is um, just having a, uh, redoing a vision, you know, for the future in my life. And uh, it's been, it's been a huge, a huge game changer. Well, and what's cool is that two things. One, um, Napoleon Hill talked about his, uh, the guy that taught him, um, I'm not Napoleon Hill, uh, Jim Rohn. Uh, uh -huh. So Earl, Earl Shope said to him, look, go out and earn a million dollars, but not for the million dollars, 
but who you must become in order to earn the million dollars. Yeah. And that's so true. You know, it's, it's really, it, we all know it's up here. Every millionaire I've spoke to, and, and I'll ask you, you know, was the, what, what was the hardest thing about becoming a millionaire? I think, um, I, I think the hardest thing about achieving any level of financial success is the limiting beliefs that we, that we believe about ourselves, right? Our, our self-talk, mm -hmm. um, our, um, our, um, you know, grow, especially for me growing up very poor, you know, we, we can't, you know, hearing over and over and over, we can't afford this. You can't get that. Um, money doesn't grow on trees was very commonly thrown around. And it wasn't, it wasn't said intentionally to hurt me. Of course. But of course. Right. I had loving family, amazing mom, uh, great grandparents. Uh, but it was, it was, it was still there. And those were some things that um, I was wondered why, I it, like I get to a certain level and cap, right? And then get to a certain level and cap. And um, and it was because of the the beliefs, feeling like I wasn't worthy or I didn't deserve, right? These the subconscious plane that I didn't deserve to have this, or um, you know, I mean, you probably have a be a way better idea than I do, like why that occurs. Well, it, it's exactly that. It's uh, the they've all said in some manner or form is the first million was the hardest, and not because of what it took to earn the money. Because once you once you've achieved it, they're like, oh yeah, I can, you know, I, now it flows to me effortlessly. It was the first million was the hardest because it was took the most work to get my mindset right to believe that I could do it, or that I was worth it, or that it was possible. That that is the 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 most challenging work and and i'm sure you may not and the other thing i was going to touch on with that is your sports experience i'm sure that when you were the most successful when you got into the zone you were visualizing success in whatever play you were going to be doing and whatever experience you're going to have in your at bat when you would be getting up there when you're stepping up to the plate you knew you would fail if you went up there visualizing yourself failing yeah but if you went up there and you did visualize, and I, I kind of make the joke, but I, I remember the, the old school, um, I don't know if Babe Ruth ever did this, but the, you know, the, the badass guy goes out there and he just points to like where it's going to go. And he's just got so much certainty and belief. It's, it's going out the park, yeah. right? which the purpose of that, I don't think people really realize it. The purpose of that is twofold. Not only is it owning that that's going to happen, but it's to put doubt in the pitcher's mind and the play and the team's mind to psych them out so that they start having limiting beliefs, which is going to impact their performance. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, it was, um, I'll tell you in college, uh, I had a game that was, uh, you know, still talked about. In fact, in my college I went to, I still hold the all time like RBI record and all of that. But the funny thing was I had a game where I hit four home runs in a row. I hit a, I hit a um, I hit what's called a cycle for home runs. So I hit a uh, a solo home run with no one on. Next to bat, I hit a two run home run. Next to bat, I hit a three run home run. And in my last time up, I hit a grand slam. Holy and they were actually to all fields. So I hit one to left. I hit two to right center. Um, one to left in the first, in the last one to center. And it was like just literally going up there, right? Like I knew I was going to hit it out. Like it was, it was not you know, I want to, it was, it was just this, this like feeling um, of 
like it's happening, yep. you know? And, uh, and so like understanding how to, I think the key is understanding how to get that back, understanding like when you're going through a tough time with challenges or struggles, how can I get that vibe? And that, that, um, that vibe. I, I, I really think it's, uh, you know, some spiritual stuff, but I, I, fe I feel like it's really a vibration Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and because I wasn't thinking like about it. Right. So it wasn't really a thought. It was more like it's happening. Like it was, it was resolved. It was ownership. It was, it was conviction, not just, yeah, not just a thought, not a hope, not a dream. It was like, this, it's already done. It's, it's yeah. like, it's, it's done in your mind and, and not to go down like a rabbit hole of, of like, you know, quantum physics, but it's like the matrix. Like when they were in there and, and remember they were fighting and, and uh, uh, Morpheus to Neo is like, you think you're breathing that air? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Morpheus had so much ownership in the Matrix, he wasn't even thinking that he needed to breathe because he was so in the zone. Yeah. And I, I noticed the most successful people, they know how to access their genius state. They know how to access their zone, especially when stuff is not going right and you know and we're seeing it right now you know we put a timestamp on what's going on right now this is you know july of 2020 and we're in the midst of a pandemic that i think most people thought was going to be over by now and like i don't think that you know no, well obviously no one was prepared for this uh well i shouldn't say that then some conspiracy theorists might say that there are some prepared for it but the average person, you know, guys like you and I, we weren't like sitting there in January going, oh, I, I, I expect we're going to have a complete shutdown of the entire economy, country, and, and all of the work that we've been doing in some area of life to be stopped on a dime. Yeah. Yet, there are people who are figuring it out. And I know you're one of them. What happened? What were you working on? Did you have to pivot? Were you working on some things that when this came down, it brought your your uh, approach to a halt? You know, um, it, it, that's a, that's a great question, man. And I, I think this answer will help a lot of people. Um, I, I'm so used to, um, it, I'm like a Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Vaynerchuk says, listen, while you're trying to overanalyze and get everything perfect before you move or take action, right? You're trying to be a perfect three and all, and, and I'm 119 to 87. Right. So I might have missed 87 times, but I made 119 while you made why you made three. Right. Yeah. So so I think like for me, I've gotten really comfortable at understanding what needs to be done. And um, and like when this all happened, um, you know, it caused a lot of fear. Right. So obviously we have a real estate investment company when fears out there in the market, um, it, it 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 locks things up a little. Um, so at the time, uh, I, I started thinking ahead and, and going, okay, what can we do to, what's a, what's a strategy that we can use to, that's different than what anyone else is doing? Because this is how I created my, my uh, evolution of home flipping, right? Is how to flip homes, make your money, not use your money, have your money in a couple days. So um, I've always, growing up poor, you know, I talk about this a lot playing video games with pennies at 10, straws at 11. I was always thinking like backwards. So it, it's, it's like I go back to the things that happened to you in your life that you thought were negative, like, oh, I don't got money. 
but you learned a way around it, right? End up being a blessing in the future because now I always, I, I'm, I can so easily look at things and reverse engineer as a lot of people call it now, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's so like breathing to me. So it's easy for me to find solutions that are, that are outside of the box of what most people would think. So I started thinking, how can we come up with a, a, a investment strategy where we can get people into deals? Okay, there's fear. Um, how can we create, carve a niche inside of this where we can get people into properties um, for, you know, instead of them having to spend 50 or 60 cash, maybe we can find a way to get them into properties for 15 to 20. And then that got me thinking of, of options and ways. And I created that. And it's, you know, it's been a something that um, now we have this niche that, that I've created that is very unique, um, that people love. It's easy to deliver on. And, um, and now the fear is lifted. So now we have that strategy going for us, but we also have the people picking back up that were a little nervous or scared or worried that are, go, are wanting to buy cash again, right? So I feel, and, and uh, Doug, I feel like the people around you, okay, you have to guard the, I'm telling you guys, you have got to make sure that, pe- that you have the right people around you, right? Because if you're vibing, Man, and and you have, you know, I've had good apples and bad apples around me. And and listen, at times I've been the bad apple, <laughs> right? Like, listen, I can Down admit it, are. man. Right, I've been the bad apple in the bunch. But but I think like you have to be on guard and understand it's okay to to lose people in your life if it's not serving you, if it's not healthy for you, and not feel like oh well, they you know listen. It wasn't, it, it just wasn't help. I, I've got, because you, now you make room for higher level friendships. It has nothing to do with money. It has to do with this, right? People mm-hmm. that are going to call me and tell, hey, DJ, I just want you to know, man, I hope you have an awesome day, man. Thanks for all you do. You know, love you. Um, those kind, I got a friend like that, John Guyette. Um, shout out to Johnny G. Um, very successful business guy. He sends me videos at least once a week. Hey, bro, just wanted to inspire you, man, and, uh, and shoot this to you. Like that, who does that anymore? Right. Right. So like choosing, and I think this is a big thing too, Doug, is, is for those of you listening to realize the most important things in your life, you have control over. You can control your thoughts, whether you believe it or not. You can control your emotions, whether you believe it or not. You can, you can control your energy. If you, if you want to feel happy, no matter what's going on around you. You can control, look at Nelson Mandela. I mean, there's proof, mm-hmm. there's proof, right? So you look at like, I have control over my mind, my thoughts, my feelings, my energy, the people I want to hang around. I mean, literally you have, you can control the most important things in your life. And I think that in a time where people feel out of control is to come back and, and maybe they hear this message. You're like, God, DJ's right. You know, I have so much more control in what's happening, who gives a shit who the president is, what's going on, are we pulling out of this, when are we pulling out of it? I, I mean, who cares, right? Because you can't control it. Right. So I think giving energy to the things, realizing that you, we as people have more power and more, um, we have more control than we give ourselves credit for. 100%. I mean, my, my, uh, one of my programs is called Freedom Hack. 
And that's what it's about. Freedom hacking is about creating emotional freedom, freedom of choice. And we get to choose that. And uh, one of the things I'll share, uh, Heidi shared this with me. I, all my years with Tony Robbins, uh, I started out crewing, you know, and that was when I first got into it. And I was a fire teamer and all that. And then Heidi started doing it uh, when we were together. And one of the things that I don't know if it was being said before then and when I was on the fire team, because at the time I was, you know, training and, and in, you know, with the, the participants and Heidi was on the fire team. And, and there was some things that you had to do that just sucked. Like you're preparing for a firewalk. There's a lot of tedious work you got to do. That's hot. That's sweaty. That's long and all that. And the the term that uh, she came back with was that yeah we embrace the suck. We embrace it, right? It, we can't change it. So then dance with it instead of resisting it. We embrace it. And right now there's a lot of crap going on. But if we embrace it, if we choose to go, okay, let's embrace it. And go, how, like, you, like what you shared was brilliant. We said, okay, can't change it. What can I do? Well, let's find a new strategy that can help people knowing that there's going to be a shift in mindset. There's fear. How can we mitigate that? How can we still offer something? And that's so true with our families, right? How can we offer that even just at a, on a, a, an emotional and spiritual level for our families who are struggling right now? Give them that certainty. The stuff, we may not have the same revenue coming in right now, but if we get freaked out by it. We're certainly not going to get any more, but we got to be there for our families. And then, yeah, like who we surround ourselves with is going to be a direct reflection. It's going to be like uh, the vibration you were talking about. They're going to feed off each other in an interdependent way, not in a codependent way. Like misery loves company Company, and so does happiness. So does success. They just choose, they choose to hang out with happy, with success, with joy, with funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, I'm, and, and, you know, you said it right, man. And I think, too, that, uh, Doug, um, dude, we could chop it up all day, man. Me, I know. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, but, you know, like you, you hit on something that, that was really important and um, is, um, yeah, people, it's, it's really, um, you know, fear, fear to, to me, um, fear is, uh, it, it just, it, it's, it's, I don't know if it's the most destructive thing in the world, um, but it's 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 up there, right? Yeah. Because because it, it causes you to not see opportunities. It causes you to um, only see problems where there's mm-hmm. there's there's opportunities and solutions inside of a lot of things. Um, fear causes us to um, to not take chances, not take risks, um, to um, stress, right? Suicide, right? The suicide mm-hmm. rate is one. I just saw the other day, one every 40 seconds in the United States right now is um, killing yeah. themselves. So it's, it's, you know, and, and again, this is people talk about, you know, what's going on and all. Yeah. There's COVID drill. Yes. People are passing from it. Yes. Of course. Right. Like it's a disease. It's, it's, it's a virus. It's, it's not like it gets in your body. It can, it can jack stuff up. But at the same time, you know, I think that, the real damage um, to our country, speaking openly, has been done by the the false fear that has been being installed. Especially after talking to my doctor the other day, you saw my post. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's unbelievable how how you know you look at the, the Spanish flu, the H one N one, and how much more excessively you know hundreds of times worse than this country wasn't shut down. 
um, you know, people, it wasn't caught, it didn't cause the financial uh, destruction that this has caused. So makes you wonder like why, but at the same time, I've, I've come to realize, hey, it's not in my control, but I feel like, hey, if you're, if you're experiencing fear, um, hey, create a vision board, right? Mm -hmm. Start, like, because here's the thing, this could be a blessing for you where, hey, I lost my job and shit, I, I wanted to start my own business anyway. Right. When you're not living in fear, you'll see opportunities in 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 times that other people see crisis where you where you cap, where you close in and you close down and shut down. You'll see opportunities like, man, I didn't like you'll see whatever you, you look for. Yep. Period. Seek you want to see you want to find. Yeah. You want to find, you know, negative about someone. You'll find it anywhere. If you want to see the good in someone. Uh, you'll you'll see it right so however you're looking at something if you're looking at someone thinking oh this is a bad that I don't like this person but I'll go and listen to him right it, you're gonna literally be so irritated sitting there because <laughs> no matter what they say you're yeah. only gonna pull out the stuff that's bad oh god I, I, I can't take I can't this I knew that this was gonna happen right nope. so it's a it's it's literally a glass half full glass half empty but in this time looking at this and say man what is good like like take a minute and it's it's simple but write down the things that how this is affecting your life in a positive way the good things that you can that uh, you know the that i call it the the blessings and the curse you know when i was younger having add didn't thought it was a curse you know thought i was stupid thought i was not good in school and it wasn't that i just didn't give a shit i wanted to go play sports right and it was like i just didn't feel like it was important Want to talk the learning style for you because uh, I'm going to hallucinate that you're a kinesthetic learner that you learn by doing, not by. Totally. So of course school would suck for you. Like same with me. Like I'm a doer, not a you know, not a thinker. Like so, w I would be the one asking the questions. So I, I got, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, you know, diagnosed with ADD or ADHD as well, and I was prescribed Ritalin. And my mom was like, "You don't. He doesn't have a deficiency of Ritalin." Like no, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not giving him drugs because that's not what's missing. Like you know, it's just it. You know, she didn't know enough about learning styles and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, she just knew that like as young young boys, that also plays into like doing stuff and and being active, just sitting in a chair doing nothing. Creative minds don't do well in that. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just a, a huge challenge, but. One of the things you had shared, too, about the, the fear, I imagine, like, imagine there was a, a, a race coming up, right? So we, we, everybody's going to do this race, and we're driving gas-powered cars. Now, what would be the most effective fuel to put in the car? Would it be the high-octane, like, 94-octane, super high-test fuel, or would it be the old dingy dingy like 82 octane that's been sitting around for like you know 100 years which would be the better gas to put in the car oh the high octane right so all of those performers are fueling themselves with high octane high vibration energy thoughts beliefs like you know i could do this i'm flexible i have confidence have love have gratitude have humor and then all the people who are putting the crap gas in their car are acting out of fear, out of anger, out of frustration. And they're the ones who aren't getting results. They're falling behind and they're blaming and they're getting mad at the people who chose 
to put the high test in because they all we all walked up to the same pump. We have it within. And yeah. the challenge is that so many people are getting addicted to that fear because it's giving them some short-term gain. It's giving them some short-term feel-good. And it's also creating a tribe of other Look, misery loves company. So they're like, oh, F this guy, F that guy, screw this. It shouldn't be this way, arg, arg, arg. Let's form a movement. And then it's all low energy, but at least they've got each other. Yeah. And, and yeah. ultimately, if you think about it, why does anyone want to succeed? Because they're going to get love. They're going to get all that. But why, if that's ultimately what we want, why bother working so hard when all you got to do is complain and you get an illusion of love and connection because people be like, oh, yeah, that sucks too. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. Well, great, a great example, uh, Doug. Like, this is a great example. Um, you post something, right? And everyone knows this. So if you post something positive, I, I, I could post something really positive that could help a lot of people, right? Like something like this, right? Where they're, we're sharing some great in, insight on how they can change their lives, how they can pull out of things. And, you know, like you could post something great, get a few comments. You post about someone, and listen, I, I'm all for, you post about someone dying, about someone losing their job, about you're, you getting a divorce, about that, you know, you were in the hospital and, and suicidal, right? While I have compassion for that, why does all of that get so much attention or, or F this politician, that politician. F this guy. And, uh, yeah. And then like, yeah. 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 Dude, I posted some, I, I stay away from like posting political stuff, but I just had to, you know, post what I heard about COVID the other day from my doctor. Mm -hmm. Man, it's insane. You can go, you can see clearly left, right. Yeah. I owe this person that, you know, and it's like, rather than, because I don't give a shit if you hate Trump or not, or you love Trump or not, right? It's like, just detach the emotion and say, okay, hey, this was a good move. Hey, that was a shitty move, right? And, and it's just, but it's so amazing how we're brainwashed and, mm -hmm. and walking around and don't even know it. Well, and the other thing that happens too is that our, like our, the reticular activator system, right? Is what you shared oh. earlier, you know, right? So what you look for, you'll find. Well, yeah. that's an algorithm. It's a, it's a built-in algorithm for our own survival, right? So that we can, you know, we're looking for how to avoid pain and all that. And, and you know, it's not into the neurobiology of that. But when we look at the phone, the, the algorithms on Facebook are the same. So if you engage in negative stuff on Facebook, the Facebook gods go, oh, that's, that's what, that's, you're going to, you're going to stay online if I put more of the stuff that you've just engaged in, we're going to target you. So if you go F this guy, screw that, oh, poor me, woe is me, all of that, and you get a lot of engagement, Facebook will put that more in your feed because they, Facebook wants you on their platform. If you engage in positive stuff and all that, you'll notice you'll see more of that in your feed and less of the negativity. And, but here's what's happening. I, and again, this is just hyperbole now. I'm just making this up. I wonder if part of the way we're being influenced is by these algorithms maybe being influenced to put more negative stuff in people's feeds and bury some of the positive stuff so that it keeps people just in general lodged on because the most positive person in the world still could get sucked into some drama. Totally. But the most negative person in the world very rarely gets sucked into happiness on there. Yeah, it's true. Oh, it's totally true, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and, and yeah, and I think too, even uh, uh, it's like everything is perception, mm -hmm. right? So, so I think if, if you guys, if we all looked and said, okay, 
um, I have this situation in my life. Um, how, how, is, how can you tell me, DJ, that something positive can come of this? It can, right? You're, not, you're, you're choosing to not look for something good in what's happened. You give me any situation, someone died, someone um, overdosed and came back from it, some, you know, they can use that, that as a platform now to tell their story and help other mm -hmm. people in drugs and alcohol. Um, like, like you can take anything and find something good in it. In our mind, you know, that, uh, Doug, you, you know, uh, who, um, Jesse Itzler is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, I love awesome. Jess. Uh, yeah. and he, I heard him talking the other day about this guy came to his house and was like, Hey, we're, we're getting stuck at 35 miles. We got to go a hundred. They're training for this hundred mile thing. I don't know if you saw that, but he basically said think. this guy came to his house. And his buddies that night, they're like, hey, the guy came, right? He's going to help you guys go to the next level. And he's like, what he's done? And Jesse's like, nothing. He's done nothing, <laughs> right? Like he's been here days just like watching us, looking at us, arms are crossed, and he's done nothing, right? And so the next day he goes, hey, meet me down here in the morning. And he told them, he said, this is what we're going to do today, okay, when you're training, is you're going to break your, your record. You're going to break it. And here's how you're going to do it. Nothing negative is going to come out of your mouth. Number one, nothing. Every loop, meaning every mile, you're going to tell me something that you're grateful for. Okay. And on top of that, um, every so often, I forget if it was every, every three minutes or whatever. And it was so impactful. I literally have this sitting on my desk right here. Right. You can see it. And it's, it's a saying and it says, it's magic. It's magical. I never get tired. Right. So he was, so he said, it's magical I, with energy, right? Yep. It's magical. I never get tired. And he said, by doing this, it, um, his, the guy Jesse was training with his buddy broke his, his record, right? He doubled his other product. They were getting stuck for weeks on end at 35 miles. They're like, we're done. We can't go any farther, you know? And literally from, from just the self-talk, of, of, of that's playing in their mind, um, how powerful that was. And, and, and Jesse said it at 50 years old, he said, it, it changed my life at 50 to realize how the words we say to ourselves like impact us, you know, and they stop us and they, and they, they put, you know, caps on us. And, um, so, Anyways, it was it was a really cool thing to just hear him say how literally in one day, right? How can you take somebody that and, and literally have them, you know, double their personal best? It's insane the power of that. I mean, it, the I remember, and, and again, it goes cuts to the people you hang with. Like, so he that person put himself in that environment to get that coaching, to get that feedback. I remember hanging out with a friend of mine. We were part of this uh, men's group called Ego. And if you lived here, you'd be definitely a part of it. It's this, uh, the elite gentlemen's organization. And it's six of us. We're all just, you know, great guys, you know, all really successful, you know, go-getters, entrepreneurs, business owners. And uh, one of them we were hanging out with, we were out to dinner, and I just had a, a bad deal, real estate deal. I got, um, you know, I... Uh, the, the short story is the title company got hacked and sent an email and it, because of a deadline and all this, I ended up sending 10K to, a, uh, to the wrong account and I, I lost the money. 
And so I was sharing what happened. I was like, yeah, I'm just, uh, I, I, uh, you know, I, I just fell victim to, uh, you know, to um, an email fraud. And he's like, you're not a victim. <laughs> he's like, take responsibility. You made a mistake. Like, could you have avoided it? I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I could have. I would have. Yeah. Well, yeah, I could have. I, I, I allowed the time frame, the pressure and all that in the rush to get it done. I, I did not do it. I knew I should have done. And I'm a, if, if anyone's a victim of something, it's me of a victim of me, not the email fraud. But it was just so interesting where that friend could call me on it and be like, don't play the victim. You made a mistake, but you're not a victim. And in there, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, personal responsibility. I can choose to feel like a victim or choose to learn something. Yeah. Aha, and then go, oh, I'm not going to do this again. And now, not only will I never make that mistake, I will be sure no one in my world makes that mistake because I learned a $10,000 lesson. Yeah. Oh, totally, man. Yeah. And, and having, you know, you uh, had said something, you know, having those people around you, they say, hey, and it's not even that, you know, it, it's not, I say this all the time. It's not that the words we say, right? Because we, it's not our thoughts. We, we all have so many thoughts come through our head. Some are destructive, some aren't healthy, you know, some are, you know, evil, whatever. But it's, it's when, you know, the damage comes, what I've learned is the damage comes when I believe it. Right. You know, when I, when I have a thought, and, I, and, you know, Tony Robbins talks about this. You look at that. You worked with him for years. Mm-hmm. You look at this thought as a cloud, right? And just going by and, God, look at, that is not my thought. How, how the heck did that get in there? Right? Yeah. And, you, and you have to do these things. I, I like, like, literally understanding that you can, you can shift your mind. Like, I played, you know who Frank Thomas is? No. Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best home run hitters. I think he's number five or six or something like that on the all-time home run list. Wow. Um, Hall of Famer, played for the White Sox, big dude. They called him, uh, they called him uh, the Big Hurt. So Frank Thomas. That I remember. Yeah, yeah. So Frank Thomas told me, he says, you know, DJ, when I was playing, he said I used to do something. And it's the first time I heard someone say, say this. So, so he said, you know what made me great was I never – gave the pitchers the pitcher never got me out and i was like what do you mean he said if they struck me out i would go back to the dugout and i and i would say like i i would it would be my fault right like i got myself out anytime i struck out flew out something it was me i got myself out and by doing that and this is brilliant when he told me this it was like mind mind bomb he said, I would twist it in my mind to where I got myself out. He didn't beat me. I beat myself. Yeah. So whereas if, and I started thinking about that going, wow, that is, that is so brilliant, right? Like when you go back and go, man, he, I, I got myself out on that. I shouldn't have swung at that pitch, but that I'm not getting myself out next time, right? And where he would spin it to where it was like, this guy's not better. If you did it the other way, like, man, he, he was, he, he's nasty today. He's throwing Friday, anything he wants, he's throwing, man, this is going to, this is going to be a long day. And you start playing that in your head. Now you're over four really quickly. Yep. Right. So those, those little things, you know, that we can do as people to literally shift our perception on how we're looking and doing something 
where now we're empowered instead of disempowered. Love it. I mean, and that's so important, that personal responsibility, um, yeah. because that's why I think where a, a lot of the gaps in this world are lying right now in, especially and sadly in, uh, in America is it seems like there's a lot less personal responsibility and a lot of blaming. Um, and that, you know, to your point, you know, if, if he didn't go, Hey, you know what, I'm going to take responsibility. I got myself out now. Now at least I can learn from it. Otherwise I go in, if I go, Oh, the pitcher's on fire. Oh, he's crushing it today. I'm already, be I'm lost before walking up. And so yeah. many people right now are losing the game. Like I would use the example of, like imagine your favorite team and it's similar to what you're talking about, like your favorite team before the championship game and the coach comes out to the team and he's like, this game is going to suck, man. We are going to lose. We are going to lose hard. It's going to be long and painful. Man, if, if we weren't contractually obligated to play this freaking game, I would say let's forfeit. All right, let's go get him. Like, the, the game is already lost. How, how could – now, that's obviously an exaggeration, but imagine how some people show up to their day. They wake up and they're like, oh, great, what new hell is going to be uh, opening up for me today? And then yeah. wondering why they're having a crap day. And then yeah. go, it's so-and-so's fault. It's the government's fault. It's COVID's fault. It's, you know, it's Doug's fault, whatever. You know, and, and then they say – and here's the worst thing. They'll listen to this. And they'll try it half-assed and go, this doesn't work. Those guys, those guys are full of crap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, any, I tell people all the time, anything you try doesn't work. Yep. You know, you've got you've to commit. Mm -hmm. And the only way that it, that it works is you got to commit and, and just stay and commit and do the work. Right. Right. And, and have the right mindset and have a gratitude and be happy and just focus on your, I call it income producing activities mm -hmm. and focus on the activities, right? So you can look back and go like some people, oh, you know, I lost this job and that happened. And it's like, man, you've been wanting to start your own business for 20 years, right? Look at that as the, the opportunity um, in, the, in this good. And people, you know, like, again, it's in, listen, there's a lot of people that lost their jobs. Obviously it's a sensitive subject. Um, I'm, I, I totally understand it's out of your control, but what's in your control is where, you know, where do I go now? How quick, mm -hmm. Hey, everyone get, listen, if you think you're going to be champion of the world and success, meaning successful and not get punched in the face, you're, 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 you're delusional. Yep. Right. So knowing, Hey, I'm going to get punched in the face. It's how quick do I jump back up? Right. How quick can I overcome that bat at bat? And I think the ability, even my wife says to me sometimes, like, man, you, you know, uh, you have this ability, which um, she doesn't know if it's, if it's good or bad sometimes, right? But it's like to literally detach feelings and, and, and not feel, right? And probably, like, I think that I've, I've acquired that over time because when I was young, right, and I did play ball, and I would strike out, fucking smash the bat, throw the helmet, right, and just like, and and I and and I spent so much energy, Doug, and so much time being pissed off mm -hmm. that that I realized, like, 
man, that's not serving me, right? I've got to, I've got to, uh, I've got to detach and, and learn to control my emotions better. So sometimes like handling things, some people might see and go, how can they go through that? Or how can they do that? And then act like everything's okay, right? You have to, otherwise you get sucked into just, I, I mean, it's, it, you go into a, a, a bad place, man. And, um, you know, what do you think about that? I, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, growing up, I, I didn't play sports, but I was, uh, I was a reject. I was an outcast. I, and I only had two emotions. I was pissed off or depressed. And, you know, like I would go and try and, you know, be friends with somebody or whatever. And they, I, oh, stoner, dirtbag, you know, all that. And I just felt rejected all the time. And I, you know, like it took me out and it, I get it is what got me into drugs and, and stuff at a young age. And, and finally I got sick of it. And I'm like, look, I need to learn how to manage my state. And it's okay. Yeah. I, like it's one thing to be having a moment of getting pissed off. Like I'm not suggesting never feel anything. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You got to feel it and acknowledge it, but then start asking better questions. Like, okay. You know, and part of my ritual and the things that I do and I coach on is like, I, I ask myself, well, what do I need to believe in order to feel this way? If I'm pissed off, what meaning did I just give whatever is going on? And is that true? Is that really what is happening and what else could it mean? What, what else is going on here? Or, you know, what am I focusing on to feel this way? What other opportunities are available to me to do that? You know, to do whatever my outcome is and get clear. And the other thing is sometimes what we don't do is we're so unconscious and unaware that we're not even thinking about what is the right state to be in in the first place? Yeah. Like, so we don't just consciously go, you know what? I should be confident right now or I should be open right now or curious right now. You know, like... Confidence without curiosity can be very dangerous because you could double down on the wrong strategy. True, true. So like what you shared, like when the, so let's say when COVID first hit and you got some type A people like, all right, that's it. I'm getting freaking confident. Let's do it. And they just do more of what wasn't working. Right. But you said, ha, huh, wait a minute. I, I, all right. I, I got my confidence. Let me get curious. What are some other things I could do to help people? And once, like you shared earlier about the taking action, what are the income producing or the results producing or the whatever your outcome is, activities that one could be doing, well, then you focus on that and then you start building confidence through achieving, even if they're small results. I mean, heck, I started this, this podcast and it started out like because I wanted to help people and, and all of that. I, I have like over, I think over 60 episodes I've already done. Like, wow. like what? Like, I, I, and it just happened like that. And it was just like did one, and then you know, so I just keep the, the the flow going, and it's it, it feels good. But more importantly, hopefully, it's helping people. But it's hard to be pissed off and angry at the world when you're serving, when you're adding totally. value, and you're like, hey, look, I you know, this isn't this isn't making any money right now, but it is making a difference. Yeah. Yeah, and it keeps you, it, it like gives you something to look forward to, right? Hey, I got a show today at this time. I got a show at this time. And, and you get off and you, you, you know, it's like, man, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I've got this energy, you know? And, and it's, it's vibing, like even my office. I don't know if you're this way, but in my, I learned this from, um, I didn't learn it from them, but it was reinforced by uh, Steve Harvey. So <clears throat> he said, I, I saw him a couple years ago talking and he said, your vision, like everything around you should vibrate what 
you're doing, right? That's why I've got like the 10X towel, right? Mm -hmm. Right here, I've got uh, me with Grant, me with Damon, uh, John, um, books, baseballs. I got three baseballs over here. You know who they are? Dude, they're not people that uh, never made it or played for a year or were shitty. I've got Stan Musial, Matt Williams, and Barry Bonds, right? Wow. Like some cool. of the best. So everything around me, Tribe of Mentors book by Tim Ferriss, uh, you know, like everything around me is I want to subconsciously prime me that if I'm looking at something, um, I don't want it to be a, a picture of childhood that was a bad memory, right? That's going to, it's just, it's just like, you know, uh, I used to keep a picture of my mom, right? And who was my hero and stuff. But um, ultimately, it's like, I want to vibrate future. I want to vibrate like the things that you want, have them around you. And if you, and a lot of times people are just, it's, it's, low EQ, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, they're not living in awareness like, oh, I should change what's around me. I've got this picture I look at. I've got that from my dad who, you know, um, I didn't have a relationship with and it wasn't healthy that I see every single day, right? <laughs> and they wonder why they feel like shit or they have low energy because you're, you're, you're literally, it's, 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 it's your surroundings, you know? So I think that can help people too is, is to, change you know start realizing being conscious of that that hey i want to i want to change um what is what i'm looking at all day long what's around me what's vibrating you know yeah i mean well and that's it goes even to the core of feng shui where it it, it totally. actually does i mean it doesn't you don't have to necessarily be worried about which you know way your bed is facing and the crown not, of your head uh, yeah but <laughs> like yeah i mean if you yeah, don't i have tried that before have <laughs> Yeah. I'm thinking shit, man. It can't hurt. Right. You know, like, I might as well give it a, give it a swing, man. Um, oh, totally. Well, any, I mean, Jim Rohn talked about that. He was like an apple a day. Well, it can't hurt. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and he's like, the doctor never came. So I guess it worked. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's shift a little bit to like, as you were sharing and, and you had that vision to work with Grant. I mean, for me, it was working with Tony and, and, you know, we have different relationships like, you know, what you're doing with Grant, what I did with Tony. So it's a little bit different, but I, you know, my music career and all that, I, we have similar applications. How did you get into the situation that you're in? What was the pathway to make that happen? I think, you, you know, this is, this is funny. So, um, so when I, when I first, um, uh, when I first met met Gray interacting. So we were at the uh, 10X Girl Conference, um, not this last one, but the one before in Miami, right? And I had my uh, new hats, my game changer hats. That's right, right, right before we met. Yeah. Or, no, that was after we met. We had already met and you had talked about how you, that's what you were going to be doing. You, you had the hats with you at uh, James's thing, if I recall. Yeah. Yeah. So I go there, right? And I go to this event and um, and this go this goes back to what you were saying, the power of going and being around like-minded people, going to events, investing yep. events. So I go, invested some money, had a great a great seat. First lunch break, I sit at this table with a guy and his wife, looked at his watch. I'm like, dude, that's a dope watch, man. They have matching watches. I'm like, that's sweet, man. And uh, I love your watch. He goes, hey, thanks, man. So what's your name, DJ? What's your name, Brandon? Brandon Dawson, who now is Grant's partner with Cardone Ventures, right? Wow. And very successful business guy. So he and I became friends uh, and Nat, his wife, you know, spent a lot of time throughout the event, you know, breaks, things like that, chatting and had no idea like who he was, what he did, didn't care. And so, but ultimately 
Um, so this is great, right? I think that this goes to show you guys that when an opportunity, um, when you set your mind to something, when you set your vision to something, um, sometimes you have to make your own door. Yeah. Right. And so I, I'm big on like uh, creating your opportunity. So th this is a this is a true story. So I'm sitting there. I've got my my uh, Gucci bag backpack, which I got right here actually. I got my backpack with my with my hats, and uh, the events over there having an after party thing behind the stage, and uh, and I'm talking to my son. I'm standing off to the side talking to my son on the phone. And Grant walks out, right? And he, all these people around him, right? Taking pictures and doing all this, right? So what I did was um, uh, I told my son, I said, hey, um, Grant's out here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go meet him. I got to go, right? I hang up with my son. Um, and my son will attest to it. Hang up with my son. I take my, I got uh, a hat or two of my hats. And I literally um, put them in my hand, take them out of my bag, walk around so Grant's walking in front of this stage. It's hip-hop artists is playing. The crowd's going crazy, right, all this. And, and he just swarmed by people. So he walks up to this table in the front, and it's someone, you know, a family member or someone like this, and, they, and he's talking to them, and they give him a hug. I walk around everybody, walk around the table, and right up, in front, right up to him where nobody was. Everyone was behind him, nice. right? So I went around, took a different route, and walk right up to him and I, I was standing there and uh and basically um he stops talking he looks up and i said hey grant uh my name is dj i said um i um i really connect with you man you know i grew up without a dad um you know i got a chance to play professional baseball and um i just wanted to give you a couple of my uh my hats as a gift to you and just say hey man you're a big inspiration and i really like what you're doing he goes it was he was shocked right and so it's kind of like Malinchek says, you approach them with the handkerchief. You mm -hmm. do something for them. You get, you give some, I didn't ask him like to, right. But here's what ensued. So I give him a couple of my hats, which by the way, is GC, is, is GC. Yeah, I know <laughs> right? that, I got it. I saw his brain go, oh, you, you trademarked that? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyways, but the cool thing was, was he's like, Hey man, that's really awesome. You know, what's your name? I said, DJ. He goes, Hey man, great to meet you. And he literally took my phone and literally was taking pictures of me and him, right? Where <laughs> all these uh, people were taking pictures. Cool. And that's, that's this right here. That's okay, his picture. Yeah. So it. he's holding my, my phone in his hand, right? So it's um, stuff like that where I think sometimes when opp opportunity presents itself, that you have to be ready to you got to be meant right in the vibration you got to be you got to be ready to to make um that to to, to basically uh what do you call it uh make your door mm -hmm. right hey i'm gonna go meet them and it's funny like um sometimes people will see a celebrity I, and i do i do this naturally now doug there was a uh my my son and i were in beverly hills so so basically that's how i met grant and since then you know um to to finish that up I got a chance to speak with him on stage at the Impact Players Tour in uh, Arizona last year. Um, got to know him and Elena um, and uh, Bobby uh, Awad, who is, um, you know, a really close friend of mine, is Elena's best friend. So it's like, again, right, it's just this this weave of you you attract 
what you are. You're going to, whatever your yep. vibration is, whatever you're putting out. And if you're nervous to talk to people, if you're, if you don't want to go to an event because, you know, I don't need that. And, you know, I don't, man, you're, you're, you're thinking on, you're, you're thinking too small, man. Well, so yeah. And I mean, taking that a step further, when you were walking up to Grant, that's one thing to have your belief in yourself, right? So there's step one, like, Hey, you know, I'm going to be, I'm gonna make my own door and blah, 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 that, that stuff. What was your belief about Grant? Like, what were you putting out there as far as how you'd be received? Or did you even have any of that, you know, any thoughts about that? No, it was just like hey, talking to my son. Hey, bud, I got to run. I got, I'm going to go uh, meet Grant. Like so you was, weren't, right, you weren't thought, putting him done. on a pedestal per se and thinking, oh, he's not going to want to talk to me or he's too busy or he's too whatever. There's going to be a million other people and I'm going to be annoying to him and all that. And oh, I, exactly. No. I, so I no. want to like that, that, that help people kind of really get because I, I do that too all the time. Like I'm not I, like I'll go talk to anybody like it's it's I just love people. And, you know, I'll, I'll meet somebody like, you know, like I, I'd be with Grant and I'd be the guy who goes, hey, what are you doing later? Do you want to you know, you want to go to dinner? Right. And of course, he may be like, no way. But my belief is that he's a normal person that has to eat and he may have he may not have dinner plans. So be like, yeah. oh, yeah, OK, yeah, let's do it. Like, and, or if he doesn't do it that time, like, no, but you know what? I'm available next Wednesday. Are you in town? Let's, you know, let's do it. I get a a great example. My, my son and I um, were in Beverly Hills on Rodeo. Um, This is uh, last year. And um, we see, uh, I'm talking to a lady that works, works with me. And I'm like, my son goes, Hey dad, look, there's Draymond Green, you know, place for the Golden State Warriors. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, gotta go. Devin, take my, swear to God, this is how quick it was. Devin, take my phone, right? He, he's walking across the street. Everyone's like, right, pointing and not saying nothing. Dude, I walk right up to him. I'm like, hey, Draymond, uh, my name's DJ. I played some ball in the Bay Area with the Giants way back in the day. And I just want to say, man, I love what you're doing. I love your game. I'm a big fan. Um, and uh, just wanted to wish you, you know, the best of luck. And he's like, Hey man, thanks. I appreciate that. I said, do you mind if I get a, a picture with you? He's like, no, that'd be no problem. Right. And it took a, took a nice picture with him. But ultimately um, that kind of, of thing, right. Is that um, understanding that you, that happens with, with not just people, but people self-sabotage. Well, I don't know. I don't want to bother them. Right. Right. If you believe you're bothering them, that's a self-limiting belief. That's your problem. Yep. Right. Because I don't think I don't think that I'm bothering them. Um, I, I mean, I just I'm just saying hi to someone that I respect and I like. I mean, and I the, the one thing I, I I love that about you. The one thing that I wish I was better at is asking for the picture. That's the one thing I don't do. I I've hung with so many people, and I just the other day I was at an event, and uh, Bob um, uh, Evander Holyfield was there. So I was like, hey, champ, what's going on? And we're just talking and stuff. And then I'm like, ah, we're done talking. We just, we just chilled, right? Yeah. Talked for a few minutes and I never got the picture. And then I was like, like he got, it just got bogged down. And then I'm like, ah, screw it. I'm going to go find him and get that picture. You know, I got enough. Let me just go get a picture. I, I got it. Like, I got to be better at that. And he'd already left the party. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I just thanks for the inspiration. Because I, by the way, one of the things, and we have these conversations and I do this show, I'm talking to me. I'm asking questions that I genuinely want to know as well. Like, because yeah. I'm always looking to, to up my game and there's always something that I can learn from somebody. And while I'm learning, hopefully others will as well. But man, I wish I got more pictures with people. 
I, hey, I, you know what, what, what James says, right? Malinchek, um, how, how does he put it, Doug? Approach them with our, the handkerchief? Yeah, what was the... To where, to where you're doing something, right? Them. Everyone, everyone wants something from people, right? Yeah. Hey, Do something great, for them. another great example right here. Do you see this picture with uh, Damon John? Yeah. People are like, dude, how do you get him to hold your hats up? I didn't. It's him. It is. Right? I'm literally standing in line waiting, right? Because I bought his course, whatever. Okay, I'm going to get a picture with Dame. And uh, we're, and I had, he's got, you know, a few daughters, right? So I looked the names up of his daughters and saw how many he had. And I'm like, okay, one, two, three, and one for his wife or whatever, right? So I, I stacked four hats, put them in my hand, got my backpack, get up there. Guy's like, hey, man, uh, you can't pitch him. If you're going to pitch him, you can't pitch him with your with that. He thought I was going to, like, pitch him with some memorabilia. I said, no, man, I want to give these to him and his daughters. And I named his daughters, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, right? And, and dude, I'm thinking, because he, he was like, hey, well, can you get, go and give him to this guy over here, right? And literally, Doug, at that moment, I'm thinking, no way, right? I'm giving them to him. Yeah. At that moment, uh, Dame says, um, uh, Hey, I said, hey, uh, I literally, literally stepped in front of this guy. And I'm like, uh, hey, Damon, I just wanted to give these as a gift to you and your kids. And he's like, oh, bring him here, man. And he looked yeah. at my hats. He's like, dude, these are dope, right? And uh, looked at them and everything and, and lit didn't even ask him. And he held them there, right? Like, like and, and so, but giving, right? Giving oh. first. And so many people now on social media, I call it slinging their shit, mm -hmm. right? Everybody wants to sling their shit. Everybody wants someone's attention. Everybody, I, I get so many messages a day. Hey, hey, sweetie. Hey, dude. Hey, DJ. Um, we want to sell you, you know, trying to sell me something. Instagram growth or this yep. or that, right? And it's like, dude, why don't you get to know? Nobody, nobody, everyone's got it backwards, right? And that's why it's so easy to win today is all you got to do is, and like, if someone looked me up, I have people ask me, we have a team that DMs people for leads mm -hmm. and I have people ask me, oh, are you a real estate investor? I'm like, did you not look at my damn profile? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so, and it's so easy. All you got to do is look at someone, take 30 seconds and then message them something about what, if someone mets me, hey DJ, I'm a huge Giants fan, man. I, I love that you played with the Giants. Um, I, um, you know, I have a marketing company and I'd like to give you, I'd like to, uh, you know, something, right? But yeah. just acknowledge me, acknowledge what I do. Done some research and they know who you are, who they're talking to. Not approach me differently. And, and, um, and, and I think that's how, you know, it's talking about business or, or getting more business or building a business, looking at, um, it, it's, a, I've always done this and Jesse Itzler put it perfect. What's your brownie? What's your, in, in a, in, on a floor of white marble, you have to be the black square. Yep. Where you stand out for mm -hmm. the black circle, right? Where everyone's, everyone's the same. And it's like, what makes you different? What makes you, uh, you know, everyone has this. Everyone is a real estate agent. Everyone is this. What makes you, what, what makes you unique and what makes you different? Right. Yep. And, and I think if people could look at from that standpoint and look how they can add value to people in ways that other people aren't, it makes it easy to win. 
so true. And, and unfortunately, I think, again, it goes back to the mindset that people get overwhelmed. And, and I'm, I'm guilty of it, too, you know, seeing. Oh, yeah, we all are. So much stuff and you go, man, how do I find a way to stand out? And then, you know, oh, now is everybody doing the, hey, let's get to know you thing. But I do believe that, you know, it is a relationship business, right? We are, we're all, it's about building relationships. And the one thing I guess, you know, and I don't know if I'm the only one who sometimes has this challenge and, you know, full disclosure, I don't usually take advantage of my uh, relationship capital. Like I have friends, I have people like, how did you find yourself after you started to develop a relationship I don't know whether business came before any friendship but like where do you draw that line as you build relationships and then you're like oh man now I want to like train it's it's almost like going from friends the friend zone with a girl into relationship zone I kind of feel that way in business like okay I'm I'm friends with you I don't know if I want to like then now if I go into business is that going to change like how have you navigated that because you, know, I think, you think that's yeah, a common challenge I think, I think you know you're like me right so if if you're a people person you love most of us it, it genuinely love to help people right right you'd, you'd agree with me on that mm-hmm. so um or, or like we're we we give more joy out of giving than than receiving a lot of times mm-hmm. um so when it comes to that Unless I'm with my wife. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had to throw it. It was on my mind, man. I couldn't get it out. But uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but, um, but no, like even, even for example, with Grant, right? It, we are talking about um, big baseball guy, right? So when, when I had him on my show and podcast um, and, uh, and, you know, he came in, we, we chatted and stuff. And um, last year, and I had um, on the counter, something that I gave him that I knew would mean uh, a, a lot to him and he would, and he would never forget it, mm. which was, and so I started off the interview. If you watch it, I literally, and, and I didn't do it in any, like I, I did it out of just the genuineness of my heart. Cause I wanted to, I didn't do it cause I wanted something back. I think that's the big thing, right? Is give it when you give, give without anticipating doing it for any hidden agenda, you know, like do it because it's, a, it's cool. And, and you mm-hmm. think, Hey, this person would really like this. So I had a, a ball by Billy Martin, who's the all time, right. Kicking, ranning, the original pick up the bases, throw, spin on the umpire, kick the dirt on them um, for the Yankees, right. Hall mm-hmm. of Fame manager. So my mom, when we were young, brought this baseball home and she's like, Hey, this guy, cause she bartended at night. She worked two jobs to support us. So she brought this baseball home sign and we're like, cool, brand new baseball. Dude, we never had a brand new oh, no, you baseball with to play it. catch with, yeah. right? My brother and I are playing catch. It's got, you know, some, some, and so anyway, so then when we're watching TV one day and my brother goes, DJ, man, that's the guy, Billy. It was Billy Martin, right? We didn't know. My mom was just like, you know, he's probably trying to, my mom was hot, man. He, I know he wanted, he wanted some, you know, <laughs> but, but like, that was that was right. Signed it. My kids that love baseball. She didn't know who he was. Gets his baseball, brings it home. So Billy Martin. So I told Grant, say, hey, my mom, you know, was my hero. Worked her whole life. Passed away at sixty-two after retiring. Thirty days later, she passed. So it was it was unfortunate, but um, she just meant so much, and she inspired she inspired me and in, in so many things. And I said to Grant, hey, because you inspire me in so many ways. Um, I want to pass this torch and, and pass this gift 
onto you, right? So um, anyways, and, and it, you know, meant a lot to him and things, but, uh, you know, never forget that, right? Mm -hmm. And then for his birthday, I just got him a, uh, I had a Hank Aaron ball um, that I, uh, that I sent off to him. Wow. You know, and ju just say, hey, but those are things that I, I don't do it because like I do that stuff for, you know, my son, for my brother, for right. clients, right? They're, they're uh, you know, or just somebody, hey man, I, I know you're a big, uh, you know, Madison Bumgarner fan. I got this autographed bat and I thought you'd enjoy it more than I would, right? Like just, just sowing seeds and doing and giving to people without asking or wanting anything in return, people will be amazed at how much more comes back to them mm -hmm. from that person and uh, not even maybe that person, but from other people, right? Well, right. That's it's the it's not direct reciprocity. We're like, oh, I gave to you, you give to me. It's that you you create that energy, and the more you give, the more open your hands are to receive. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent, man. So I think you know people. I think if people if if people were to take something away, you know, say there's a lot of people now that are building businesses online, um, and they're you know getting it through social media, DMing, contacting people. I think it, those of you listening to this, if you're doing that, the best way to get in with somebody is to do something for them first. Stop. Dude, I get so many messages. I just delete them. Like, I get so many. Doug, if you add up my LinkedIn, my Instagram, if someone is pitching me something, I don't know, swipe, just delete. I, I don't even read them anymore, right? So, like, well, and from that point, like, uh, you know, and this may or may not be instructive for some is because of what's going on, could the gift be or, or, or does a radar go up for you and said, hey, DJ, you know, I, I see what you're doing. I, I got this three, you know, this report on the three steps, you know, to, you know, maximizing your SEO or something like that. Does, do you see that? Is that like a red flag for you? You're like, oh, this is just another strategy or do you take the time? Well, if it's something that I think the key in doing it is having it be something that they would genuinely be cool that someone else would never do for me, right? And it could be like if someone approached me and said, hey, man, um, I like I got this guy sent me all my baseball cards I ever had. And this is like a few weeks ago. Asked me to sign him because he's trying to get in the Guinness Book of World Records for most autographed baseball cards in, ever in the world. So I signed them, right? Sent them to him. Dude, I get a postcard. I, I, I literally kept it. It's somewhere in here. I get a postcard back from him, Doug, thanking me, handwritten, right? And I'm just like, unbelievable, right? Like, who does that anymore? So those, those little things where, like, if this dude said, DJ, I remember you signed some balls for me. I, you know, I said, I'd say, I instantly would remember it right? Hey, could you um, sign something for my daughter? Yeah, what do you want? Hey, could you, um, could I ask you for a favor? Yes, absolutely, man. How can I help you? Right? Because he, he genuinely did something that was really cool for me. Right. So I think it's more than just giving someone uh, a swipe download file or something. I right. think it's more, it, I think it's got to be more like something that is in line with them. It's personalized. Where personalized. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like like a personalized. Um, hey man, I um, I got this um, Moise Salou, uh, you know, uh, signed hat, and I'm not really a Giants fan, and uh, I know you are. I thought you'd get 
more joy out of it. So I wanted to send this to you. Right. right. Th things like that, like especially if you have things around that don't, you're not attached to or they don't mean a lot to you, but you can find people that you want to connect with. And it's an easy slam dunk way um, into get into that um, interpersonal relationship with people, I think. And uh, thank you, because one of the things that I think people also forget is that while a lot of important people have gatekeepers, they are still accessible. Like you can still find a way to get in touch and it may require a little more effort. It, there may, because there are insulators involved, you know, like you shared, but you find a way to do it. Like, okay, might be tough to walk into, well, maybe not even with Grant's office, but there may be some places, some businesses, some events, some things that would be tough to get to somebody, but that's why you invest in the sitting up front. That's why you go to the VIP party. That's why, you know, and- Toma. What, what's that? Toma, top of mind awareness. Oh, top of mind awareness, yeah. So, so that you can, but then you have to take action while you're there. Sure. Like it, 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 it's one thing to be there. It's another thing to do something while you're there. Cause yeah. I think unfortunately there are also some people who just like to say, Oh, I was at that, you know, that VIP party and they were there. And it's another thing to go. Yeah. I sat there and, and I brought them something. I, I actually was very thoughtful and they, they felt it that it was more than just for them, someone trolling and wanting to just, you know, kind of have that moment that they actually took the time to understand who I am. Yeah. Um, oh, totally, man. No, game changer. No yeah, pun intended. What's that? It's a game changer. No pun intended. It's a game changer, man. Um, yeah, and you, and you know, the more that you, the more that you, uh, we all love giving, right? So the more that you do that and you get into the habit of, especially right now, you know, if you're building a business, like you can, it's so easy online. I used to, have, I used to knock on doors, dude like knock on doors, selling security systems. So I'm cut from that cloth. Now you can knock on doors um, using social media DMing. The problem is people use it. They, they it's like, it's literally, it, it's almost like um, not um, abrasive, but um, it's, it's, it's like, it's like knocking on someone's door that has a no soliciting sign. Mm. Right. So, so like, where you're like, okay, the person doesn't want to be bothered or whatever. Um, but again, right, you can think, well, how can I approach people that are high level that I, that I would love to have as clients? What can I do differently that, that others aren't willing to that would get me in to at least have a conversation with them, right? Yeah. And I think, I think just looking at it from that standpoint, um, what can I do that would be of, of value and looking at, their social feeds and what they're into and what they're about. And then, you know, Hey, interact with them. Yeah. Right. Right. It's a pre-engagement research. Learn a little bit about the person, not just, you know, go like, I, I, I get those all the time too. Oh, I went to your account and I, uh, I love your site, love your page. We help people grow their uh, Instagram or their Facebook or their LinkedIn or whatever. You know, when do you want to call? I'm like, yeah. You're like, you're like, bitch, I don't know you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah and, 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 and it's bold. I get it. Like I get sometimes, you know, cause you know, owning properties, I get, you know, that you could do the skip traces and I'll get a, you know, like random calls like, Hey, how's it going? You know, like as if they know me and I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm like, do I know you? 
Like, yeah. you know, what, what do you mean? And, and, you know, they're like, oh, well, no, you know, I just, I, I saw you had a property and I was wondering if you wanted to sell it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true, man. And it's so, like, I think, I firmly believe right now, right, while other people, um, I always believe, like, we're in the best. It's like the, it's like the pastor. I, 5 p.m. service is my favorite. Hey, you're the 10 a.m. service. You guys were my favorite, right? They tell everyone they're their favorite, but, but I think it's, it, it, that's how it is, right? It's so it like, if, if you guys that are listening to this, um, no matter what you're doing, right? Life, obviously mindset first, um, you got to work on your mindset. You've got to really shape and be conscious of, of, of what you're listening to and what you're believing. And, um, and I just feel like, um, in a time right now when there's so much opportunity and there's so, it's so easy to win if you, if you just do the things that, uh, other people aren't willing to do. Like I had a lady the other day that made me a video, um, uh, Irene and sent it to me was like, Hey, you DJ, you were awesome. You gave us some instructions, some information. You took time on your Saturday to speak to us. And I just wanted to send this to you. I took some clips off of your interview and I sent you uh, a video about it, right? Nice. Like, like who does that? You know what I mean? Irene does. Irene does, right? <laughs> um, so, but that's, the, that's what I'm talking about yep. is, is, is that kind of thing to where you're literally, it, it's so easy to win these days. But again, like, like Malinchik said, you got to approach people with the uh, napkin or, you know, like the, like the servant, right? Yeah. You got to approach people like that and, and do something for them and, and they'll feel inclined to do something back for you. Absolutely. You know? Well, so as we're, we're discussing, we haven't really gotten into kind of what you're, what you're doing in any depth, like what's going on with you? What is, how are you, you know, like what's the value add with your, you know, your fortune builders and your, the game changing stuff you're doing, what you got brewing and, and how, how do people like work with you and benefit? Like what is the, what are your programs? What is your product? And you know, how can people be part of what you're doing? Yeah. So, um, so with uh, Fortune Foreclosures, I, I started Fortune Foreclosures investing. Uh, Fortune Builders is a big training uh, system. Right. Seven. Yeah, I got um, confused. I was the yeah, but uh, um, but uh, I started Fortune Foreclosures uh, back in '05. Well, I started formally in 2007, uh, formed the LLC. But I was doing it in oh, end of '05. Uh, started in end of '05, so 15 years. So I, I, I basically dug, long story short, carved a niche, getting out of state, low cost, low risk investments for people, handling all the heavy lifting. So we get them the property, um, get utilities on, help them with whatever they need, um, getting a fix, getting it rented, like we're here for them and help them with all of that. So they have less time. So they're low risk, right? As low as 40, 50,000. We can get people into deals now for 15 to 20 K. Wow. So, um, and so, but essentially, uh, low cost, low risk, out of state deals done for you. And so I started doing that. That business took off, exploded, I've grown and scaled that. And then um, about two years ago, I saw, I saw a need. You know, a lot of people were wholesaling and um, trying to wholesale or doing things, but 
they were doing it backwards. So I was like, man, this niche that I, that I created, the way I do my deals, no one was doing them that way. So I created, again, it's like, instead of putting the quarter in the machine, right, the arcade machine up top, I go in from the bottom, flip the penny up, it's the same thing. So right. again, looking at it backwards. So I created a way to flip properties, not use my own money, make my profits up front, and you have them in two to three days. So it's very unique. It didn't exist. No one was doing it. Well, at the time, now I look back and go, well, shit, man, I've been doing this over a decade, right? And no one was doing their deals this way. No one was teaching how to do deals this way. And so I, I finally decided after a lot of years and uh, some, a lot of success that I was going to roll out my own signature program called Flipping on Demand. And I rolled that out last year. And it's just been a, a game changer, man where people have come in that were trying to wholesale, trying to do things. And, you know, what I, what I did that was, uh, that was really cool was that um, I was able to look at other courses, programs, things that I, I spoke at a lot of events over the years, and I got to see their landmines, right? Like, oh, they can never talk to the CEO. I'm going to, uh, you know, so people can communicate with me personally. Okay, I'm going to add that. Um, they, you know, so I created a, um, a, not just a, a program, right. But at what we call a brand partnership. Mm -hmm. So they come in, we give them a co-branded website with, you know, celebrities on it, endorsements, improvements, like we give them things they would never be able to afford. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, for super cheap. And, and we, and I do that and we help them with their sales. We help them get properties. We teach, I teach them how to do everything on their own. But until they get up and able to do everything on their own, we say, hey, we're going to fish with you, right? All you got to do is cast a line, cast it where we tell you, when we tell you, let a thing sink. When it bites, hand it to us, we'll reel it in and we'll, and we'll eat the fish, we split it, right? So as they're learning how to do everything on their own, we'll actually, they get to work with my sales team to help them sell and close deals, right? When they're not at the level of doing it themselves. They get to work with my acquisitions team to help get deals. So until they're skilled up on getting their own deals. So it's almost like they, they have their own company without having the overhead and the office and the employees and all that. So it's really cool. Um, the, the mindset stuff we pour into them, the mentorship, the, the transformation, you yep. know, is teaching them good habits, teaching them how to do it, teaching them the things Marshall that I learned from Marshall, vision board, perfect day, routine habits. Yep. And, and so teaching them that and the stuff that, that um, they're not getting um, in other places, uh, I think has been the, the big thing and the big, the big shift. So people that, you know, if they're wholesaling or investing in real estate, um, we just, I just mo am moving things over to my main website, which is djthelenlive.com, djthielen live, L-I-V-E.com. And they can go there and that's kind of going to, developing into the one-stop hub where it's got all of our different things that we do and companies and um it's going to have our apparel on there here shortly and things like that awesome so they they can go there and uh literally the instructions whatever they're looking to do we anyone that's in real estate that's wanting to do more no matter if they're wanting to buy invest flip wholesale um like that's our niche that's our, that's where we can help people it's so really go to the next level so how are you, you marketing it? Who, like, how could I help you? Whatever, some resources that would be valuable. Are you going into RIAs? Are you going into 
like, you know, wholesaling groups, investor groups, like what is the, the best way to get your opportunities and, and exposure? Um, for the investors, uh, we, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of repeat buyers and, and obviously we have, um, so we have our, our academy members that may have a buyer, but they have no idea how to get a deal, sell them a deal, close a deal, do the docs, right? We'll say, hey, that's cool. You got an investor. Let them talk to my team. My team will get them ready. We'll go get them a deal. We'll close it for you and with you and we'll split the profits, mm -hmm. right? So we make 20 grand, you get half, we get half. They're like, sweet, right? So, and they're learning how to do it themselves at the same time. Right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we do, um, you know, some, uh, a lot of word of mouth, a lot of academy members that bring, bring investors in that we help close deals for and with, and then um, really just um, marketing my assistant, uh, Rona Angelis, markets in Facebook groups, like wholesale groups, mm -hmm. people, hey, <clears throat> that, and we just get on the phone, have a conversation with them, and hey, where are you at? Where are you wanting to get to? We can help you. Do you want some help? And then, um, you know, we share with them, you know, how we can help them and, and the investment and things like that. Awesome. Well, yeah. I'm going to make some connections for you. I don't know if they'll be valuable. I, I'm, I'm, they're not necessarily competitors, uh, but they're, they're great people. And if nothing else, there'll be some, I'm sure some good friendships, but you never know like where the, the crossovers are because they're plugged into, you know, the, the different worlds. Cause um, you know, my, my main worlds are, you know, personal development, music and real estate. So, you know, anything I can do to, to support you, of course, is, is my, uh, my privilege. I appreciate it, buddy. I appreciate it. And thanks for having me on, man. I love this. I mean, dude, we could, we're, we're, we're so, I mean, these are things that, you know, what's cool about this, Doug, is that, like, these are things you and I never uh, chopped up before, you know, right. just literally, just literally, uh, you know, on the fly, talking about um, things, life struggles, challenges, um, and um, yeah, man, it's cool. I like it. I like it. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, dude! It, thank you, and and uh, you know, you're, of, of course, if you have anything going on, welcome back. Let's let's have you come on and say, hey, I got this. You know, have you got a book or an event coming up? Let's you know, be sure that we're getting uh, getting people aware, right? Yeah. That's that's the thing is, it's, it's, we got to raise people's vibration, their consciousness, so that everyone realizes there are opportunities and that you know there's support out there, and there's plenty of people who are willing to share their wisdom and knowledge to help people get to the next level because that's how we're going to change the world for the better. Absolutely. Uh, the world is changing and parts of it aren't, uh, you know, may not be for the better at the moment. So yeah, <laughs> anything yeah. we can do to, to turn the tide. Absolutely, buddy. Oh, sounds great, man. Well, dude, I love you for who you are and who you aren't. And uh, any any final words, any last uh, plug that you want to do before we sign off? So uh, think, people uh, you know what? I'm a I'm a I'm a big I, I've been saying this for years and I heard it somewhere the other day. Someone did a, a, a video it might have been Gary Vaynerchuk. But um, I'm you guys the big the thing I want to leave you with is is what I call be do have, you know, so a lot of people have it's in my training. Okay. Literally at the, at the first module, it's all. So like a lot of people want to have something, but they don't realize the having is the result, right? The having is the, is the last part. Um, you got to become the person you need to become, right? Create your mindset, your thoughts, your habits, your routines. You got to be, and then you got to do the work that it takes to that, the income producing activities or whatever you're doing, you got to do the work. And then you'll have, so to be, do, have. So if I could just leave people with, with that is understand like 
if you're not where you want to be in your life, it's because you, you're, you're trying to have something and you haven't become the person that you need to become in order to have that. And it's okay, right? We all, I think the biggest thing is losing the ego and saying, hey, okay, okay, I'm 40, I'm 50, I'm 30, I'm 60, whatever. And, and like, I've still got time in the tank mm -hmm. and I need to, first, you got to get clear on where you want to go. That's why it's so important to have the vision board, yep. right? So that's the hack. So then the, the doing is once you have the perfect day, right, is doing the things that that person on the vision board in the perfect day, the routines, the habits that you'll set to align with the perfect day. So that's really the big thing I want to leave people with to say, if you haven't done a vision board and, and written a perfect day and created a routine and habits that align with that, do it. It'll change your life. I promise you, if you do that and you put the work in, you'll be amazed. You'll look up in a year or six months and you'll be like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm, I'm at a point that I've never been at before. But it's like, if you don't do that, right? You just get on a plane and you hear this analogy, like wherever it's going to go, it's going to go. Yeah, wherever the wind takes me. Wherever the wind takes me. <laughs> hey, and listen, if that it makes you happy and, and you are like ecstatic living that way, live that way, right? I'm, I'm, a, big, I'm a big believer in that. And, um, but, you know, yeah, be, be you have is how you're going to get there to your goals. And, uh, you know, that's what I got, man. Love it. Hey, dude, uh, last thing. Have you done Landmark? landmark forum or any no uh -uh. oh well that's that's one of their main things in there is the be do have and the only reason i'm bringing it up is next week sophie mclean who was uh, my landmark leader like 25 years ago uh she's going to be a guest on on the show and uh landmark is you know an offshoot yeah of i've heard i've heard of it yeah that. So it's just funny when you said that it was the second time that 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 whole thing it's, there's only so many ways you could draw a square so, you know, we're, we're all on the, on the same mission. So dude, thank you. Be, do, have, vision board, ideal day. Love you, brother. Love you too, man. Thanks for everything. Talk to you in a bit. Peace. All right, bud. Thank you so much for stopping by and hanging with us. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast right here and we look forward to serving you even more. Remember, download your free guided hypnotic meditation at guidedhypnotic.com. That's guidedhypnotic.com where you'll get your free anxiety-busting meditation. We look forward to serving you, and if you have any questions, comments, please feel free to reach out. All right, we love you for who you are and who you aren't. God bless.